Hello, everybody, and welcome to Getting Close with Mike Marbeck. I'm that person. I'm Mike Marbeck. Uh, and I am joined uh, this day, this Friday afternoon. Uh, I don't know when you're listening to it, but we are recording on Friday afternoon. And I'm recording with Gab Batoni. Hello. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Yeah. Philly performer, uh, coach, uh, writer, friend, uh, multi-talented person, Gab Batoni. Thanks for uh, stopping by the studio. Of course. And by studio, I mean my kitchen. It's lovely. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Still got to finish painting. Yeah. I started it three years ago. This is the color you chose? <laughs> it, it really? It is. Okay. It's really bad. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is the color I chose, and it is also really bad. Those, they're not mutually exclusive. Did you not have enough of it? Um, no, I had plenty. Uh, I just didn't have the energy to finish. Okay. Um, well, you know, you get into the, the, the corners. corners. It's That's where the real work comes in. Okay. Uh, the corners and... Yeah. Because um, you got to get in there with a the brush. Yeah, yeah, This is Welcome back to the uh, the paint cast with Mike Marbeck <laughs> and Gavitoni. Yeah. Um, I have a can of it. Um, I don't know. Now I feel like I have to yeah. finish. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I'm... just to the, the color, the point of the color, uh, right. it is much more yellow than yeah. it was supposed to be. Right. It's really quite yellow it is canary it's almost canary yellow yeah it's like yellow brick road um yeah and you can see through it too so it actually just looks like you went over this with a highlighter <laughs> it really does it's like yeah. highlighter. <laughs> well this kitchen is very important it's very important to me uh it's a happy so I color it i will say that yeah yellow was my favorite color when i was a kid because i felt like nobody liked yellow and i felt bad for yellow oh that was my whole reasoning so how do you feel about like Lemon heads. Like or candy? like lemon. Oh, like lemons? Yeah. Like the fruit? Like yeah. citrus? Yeah, I like them. Okay. Do you not like them? I mean, you like well, seltzer. I mean, well, just like you're, you're saying that uh, yellow was seemingly the, the least popular color. Right. Um, in wherever this was. <laughs> I guess you had cho- in chosen color world. teams. Yeah. Um, uh, yellow seems to be the least popular, or lemon seems to be the least popular flavor. Like when you're talking Starburst, really? or Skittles, yeah. See, I was what? Yeah, I never actually knew that. That's well, new information to me. Maybe it's just my experience. I mean, yeah, sure. No, I believe you. But I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's accurate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna adjust my glasses. For those who can't see us, or adjust our glasses yeah. <laughs> smartly. Uh, well, I would love to continue talking about my kitchen. Um, so let's, so let's what other things it. around here? Um, I have okay. a baking stone that yeah. just arrived toaster from Amazon. Toaster oven, same yeah. size as microwave. Interesting. Also toaster oven, bigger than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, so what do you make in there? Uh, cause you could just use your oven. I honestly haven't used it in, I don't know how long, but mm. a good while because I've been right. making pizzas. Right. Anywho. And um, more bowlies. And more bowlies. Yeah. Your your meat breads, yeah, mm-hmm. they're definitely meat lovers. Um, but I'm going to make a veggie one, which I haven't Ooh. made in years. Uh, have, have you eaten a vegetable thing. in years? I've I've drank a vegetable. I've drunken, drankin. I've had many vegetables in liquid form. Okay, um, but I I will not eat one. Will not eat one, but I you have, have them in smoothies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay then. Yeah, as almost you're getting them almost every day. Oh, good. Um, I also drink a uh, protein shake every day that is purely plant-based. That's me, too. 
I mean, I do that as well. <laughs> That's me too. That's me as well. Oh, good me and, and me. Uh, and it's actually really, really good too. There's, it's by this company called Ripple. Okay. Uh, Ripple Nutrition. Uh, they also make a milk. Uh, and okay. it's made from like peas or something. Yeah, pea protein. It's yeah. really great. It's like low carb, high protein. Yeah, it's good really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so I recommend it for anybody that, um, I don't know, likes yeah, stuff. Protein. If yeah. you're a fan of things, uh, check it out. Yeah. I will. I'll check out Ripple. I've yeah. tried a few, few brands. Right now I'm on the Whole Foods brand, chocolate kind. The, and it's like just a, chocolate protein. Yeah, it's pea. I think it's pea based. It's usually it's pea based when it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pee. Yeah, it's good. It's chocolate. I do. I have a nutritionist. <laughs> well, I had a nutritionist. I lose my health benefits next week, but mm-hmm. <laughs> so I won't anymore. But um, next week. Yeah, that is really quick. Well, because today was your last day, right? Right, but I'm on the pay cycle till next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I have benefits till next Wednesday. Is this interesting? This you is uh, this is the paycast <laughs> and the peacast. Yeah. Um, welcome back to the pea pod. Um, I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Um, to the seven people that are listening, I don't know. Sure. Um, there's also probably more than seven people. Um, I'll yeah. listen to it seven times. Okay. Um, but yeah, that does seem very soon. Yeah. Uh, also, that shouldn't be the case. I don't understand why healthcare is still tied to jobs. I know. But let's. And I just turned 26 last week, so it was like a double, double. whammy. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom was like showing me how much Cobra costs, and I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, cool. Yeah. Because there's just no... Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of money to be a person. It really is. A healthy it. one, at least. Yeah. And if you're not alive. a healthy one, then you may not be a person too long. Yeah. So I've been, ha- like, the whole past week, because I know I'm losing my health insurance, I've been just, like, imagining um, I'm, like, in Final Destination. Like, I'm going to die. Yeah. All the time. A sign seat thriller. Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, as uplifting as this has been, mm. um, we're going to move on to some comedy stuff. Okay. Uh, so I'm curious uh, how you got started. And that, like, let's go back to <laughs> how you, like, what are, your, what are some of your influences in comedy and yeah. what first got you interested in yeah. even doing any of this? Yeah, I guess, like, my very original first inspiration was Saturday Night Live. Heard of it. Yeah, it's a show. Mm-hmm. No, I was, like, one of those kids that was just obsessed. No, you know, I can't even say that was the first. That was, like, the main thing once mm-hmm. I started, like, realizing, like, people were comedians and doing comedy professionally. And, like, that became, like, my object of desire. Sure. Um, and I had like all those DVDs that were just focused on like one person's SNL career. Yeah, my, f- yeah. yeah. my favorite was for some dumb reason. I loved Chris Kattan when I was mm-hmm. a kid and I was just like, I had that DVD and the Will Ferrell one. And what was uh, your favorite Chris Kattan character? Mango. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mango. Yeah. I think uh, was, I was also yeah. a fan of, uh, the substitute, uh, yeah. where he, uh, would scribble on the board and, um, yeah, like, you ready for a little Yeah, and what else? Um, the freaking the monkey that like ate apples and just spit. Uh, yeah. just like yeah. f- physical, dumb physical mm-hmm. stuff. Because I felt yeah. like that was physical, being like dumb and goofy with your body and your face. Like that was what I was all 
about as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and the Night of the Roxbury guys. Yeah. It's just like dumb, physical, stupid, mm-hmm. goofy. It's not very smart, but it's yeah. like. You, me, you. It's just visceral. Me, yeah. Me, him, him, you, him, me, you, me, yeah. him, you, me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that go? stuff. Yeah. That shit got me. Can I curse? Yeah. It's a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, that just got me when I was a kid. I just like wanted to be stupid mm-hmm. for people. But I think like before that, it was really like my own family that kind of made me want to do comedy. I have really funny uncles. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is one of seven and, um, all her brothers are just like very funny. They're always like making sketches and videos and they've always been doing that. So I kind of like, grew where are up they putting them? Nowhere. <laughs> they literally, they have like all of this stuff that they make, like this amazing stuff that they just put on DVDs. <coughs> You just coughed during me. During uh, me I, I apologize. I'll edit it out. Okay. I will. Um, yeah, they just have like a bunch of DVDs that like we watch at like Christmas or like whatever holiday. Are they going to be passed down from... I hope so. Batoni generation to Batoni generation? So they are Malavarkas. Malavarkas. Yeah. That is a great last name. It is a good last name. It's my mom's maiden name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually the only Batoni right now in my family. That I speak to? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's another um, podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm not talking about that. But, um, yeah, my, my, my uncles are really funny, so I always wanted to impress them and be like them, so I thought, like, being funny was cool. And then SNL obviously dragged me in at a young age, and then once I got into high school, of course, like, that's when The Office was on, and... 30 Rock was on. Mm-hmm. So I was obsessed with, you know, that generation sure. of comedy and sitcoms. Um, and Tina Fey was like one of those people that was like, Tina Fey's, you know, the best thing that's ever going to exist ever. And I had like a TGS <laughs> sweatshirt and I was like, yeah. And I went to like NBC a lot when I would go to New York and like go to like 30 Rock and like go to the store and buy magnets. Mm-hmm. Like just, that's all I could afford. But yeah. there's lemon. Yeah. Speaking of lemons. Speaking of lemons. Speaking of lemons. That's a call. Um, yeah, that yeah. was, it's kind of basic, but that's where it started, was sure. like that mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see, uh, well, I don't know if it's, they were on SNL, uh, this is just mixing those two things, like when Steve Carell hosted, mm-hmm. uh, they were like, the bit was they were pressuring him to do, do an office reboot. Yeah. Which has been talked about anyway. Yeah. Um, it hasn't even been off the air that long. I know. Stuff. I don't know if I want it. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking office reboot, if we're talking yeah. any reboot, yeah. I'm usually a, a no for reboots. Okay. Why, why are you anti-reboot? I just am scared it's not going to be yeah. live up to like what it was. Sure. I just feel like the writers ended it, and like they had to like come to all those really hard decisions and yeah. write it, write it to an end, mm-hmm. and then like asking people to reopen it. I'm just like. Ugh. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, that job just sucks. Yeah. And that's, like, a problem with network television in general, mm-hmm. uh, is the the want to bring a lot of things back that they... Yeah. Like, and there's a lot of that going on right now. I mean, shit, Murphy Brown is back on the air yeah. after, like, 20 years. Um, but also, uh, the need to keep things going. Yeah. Uh, like, I felt like The Office kind of lived beyond its uh, real It life. went really long, yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so having shows that are um, nowadays, like in the last like five to seven years or mm-hmm. so, it seems like network television is kind of catching up to 
cable and streaming services yeah. uh, and just kind of creating these short-term yeah. plotted series. And I'm kind of like not mad at it. Like I I appreciate a good ending. Mm-hmm. Like I like when um I like the idea that the writers can know where a show is going to end. Like Breaking Bad was a good example of that. I feel mm-hmm. like that had the perfect amount of seasons. Like it didn't feel rushed when it ended. It felt like just right. Um I feel like The Sopranos ended good too. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. finished The Sopranos uh, oh, really? maybe about two, well, not just. Um, it was like two years ago. Okay. <laughs> oh, maybe about a year two ago. two years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was actually, I watched the originals when it aired. Um, no, it was about, it maybe about a year and a half or so ago. All right, uh, so you watched it. I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was fine with that. Yeah, I, a lot of people I, I have problems with it. with it. Yeah, you know what? Like, I actually, I think my main drive for this feeling is like, I really appreciate the feeling of, or I love the feeling of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So I like to miss something. I like to look back. Like that's just very like with anything. I like to think back and like not have things. Like I like that feeling. Yeah, I don't like to always have all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, because then you can't miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, like yeah, that's uh, that's what TiVo kind of did. Mm-hmm. Um, Tivo took that away. That that, yeah. that FOMO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they cured that. Yeah. Uh, so now everything is just. Yeah. I want it now. Yeah. Mm. We're gonna get back to some comedy stuff because right. uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh, film and television. Sure. In a bit. Uh, so you're interested in SNL, uh, Liz Lemon, uh, uh, Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how did you first get into? actually performing yeah. or writing some of these things well so she was kind of like my gateway into like even learning what improv was because mm-hmm. like you know i decided that was like what i wanted to do i wanted to be that person that gets to do that and make people laugh where do these people start how did they get that job yeah and so you look into like you know they all started with like ucb or groundlings or wherever um so, like, improv was, like, this idea. And I, I would watch, like, YouTube videos of, like, you know, Dratch and, and Tina Fey and, like, Amy Poehler mm-hmm. and UCB4. And, like, it, it just, like, opened me up to, like, realizing it was a thing. And once I knew it was a thing, I was like, I gotta do it. Because it's, like, it, like, seemed like the coolest thing. Yeah. And then the first time I actually saw improv, which was what really hooked me, like, I saw live improv. Because videos are, are videos, but once yeah. you're, you know, once you're actually experiencing a live improv show it's so much different especially a good one mm-hmm. um <laughs> Wait, yeah are you Actually, telling only me a good one <laughs> are you telling me that there are bad improv shows that happen 90 percent. wow probably more yikes yeah it's crazy yeah. i'm glad okay. i've avoided them up to this point i know very, very <laughs> lucky. <laughs> um yeah the first improv show i saw was the ucb Torco. They came to the College of New Jersey when I was going there, mm-hmm. and it was so good. It was magic. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. They're the coolest people. Like, they're rock stars to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was just like, all right, where's the closest thing that I can do that? And the only thing available to me was like, there was no classes. Um, it was just like the on-campus improv group. It was a short-form group. Mm-hmm called the mixed signals and um i'm not dragging because i'm not gonna say anything bad about them they were awesome and they're still awesome i still know some of the people who are actually on it 
I did not get on it. Um, <laughs> they're still there. They're still performing. <laughs> they're still performing. They do. They're, they're the same name every year, and they audition new sure. people. Yeah. So every year they would take like one or two people, mm-hmm. and it was like so. My freshman year, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna like go for it." Like it's my first time performing. I never did theater or anything like that. So like I auditioned, and I was obviously like terrible. Um, they told me I had like potential though, and like I clung to that. And then did they uh, fold their hands like prayer style in front of their lips no. and kind of like talk to you like that way? No, they were yeah. really nice and okay. fake and <laughs> smiling like improv people are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like they make you think like you are are awesome even though you're not. Sure. So I but which I liked mm-hmm. and was drawn to. Um, yeah, I just had no training. I wasn't ready for it. I was st- like still kind of three quarters of the way stuck in my, like, North Jersey Italian Catholic bubble. So, like, I thought, like, racist accents were still funny. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, what I was putting out there for auditions. Sure. So I'm I'm pretty glad maybe they didn't put me on a stage like that. Yeah. Um. So the second year, I didn't make it. And I was like, okay, I'm still going to try. Then I moved to Philly the next year, started classes at FIT. Bada, bada bing. <laughs> <laughs> Went back to the college, yeah. auditioned, got it, and no. told them to go F themselves. So. No. Now I look back and I, I cringe really hard just thinking about how awful. Like, I can remember an audition scene. And I can't remember most of the scenes I've ever done. But I remember, oh my god. Really bad. Does not hold up in 2018. Part of that 90%. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't hold up in 2018. Yeah. Yikes. That can mean several things. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So that was your... That was like my first improv experience. That's great. And I didn't quit, even though I was bad. And yeah. And we're all glad. We're all glad for that. We're all glad. We're all glad for that. Um, okay. Uh, so you mentioned that you then started taking classes at FIT. Mm-hmm. You moved to Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it that originally brought you to Philly? School. Okay. So I was at the College of New Jersey for two years studying, like, nothing. I had no major. <laughs> um, I just keep taking random classes. <laughs> I was still, I was taking every class, and, like, I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to create my own major. I knew I wanted to be a writer, um, but I did not want to be a journalist. How do you create your own major? Yeah, they have, like, a thing. You could, like, if you're... I don't know, your studies are so specific or whatever. You can, like, mix classes from this major and this major and, like, create your own thing. But what I wanted to create... Like a not-yet-rated doublespin? Yeah, like a not-yet-rated doublespin. <laughs> you are a uh, an archaeologist <laughs> doctor. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Except Great. I was trying to be, like, creative, professional writing TV. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, it, it didn't... So you had to choose your major by the end of sophomore year. So by the end of sophomore year, I was like, I'm going to transfer into doing something I actually want. Does like, that reset the clock? No, not a lot. It, okay. so it did make me go to college for five years instead of mm. four. So it took me back a year because not all your stuff like transfers. Whatever. Right. But um, which sucked a lot, but it was fine. Um, so, yeah, they were like, choose major. I was like, no. Which made me uh, have to like, "Mm, no, Um, yeah, I just didn't like anything that was normal. And it it was really like, it was not like me at the time because I was a very um, like studious academic in high school. And like my whole dream was to go to Princeton. And Mm -hmm. I was like, 
on student council and national honor society and Spanish national honor society and <laughs> all of this like extra stuff that really doesn't matter. Um, so then I, I like had one of those breakdowns where I was like, all right, I'm just going to finish my degree. Cause I felt like a piece of paper was something I needed after two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to finish my degree in something that I actually want to learn. I want to walk away from this experience with like a skill set that I actually want. Mm-hmm. So, I found the screenwriting program at University of the Arts in Philly, and the rest was history. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, we will talk screenwriting in a bit. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Um, all right. So you're in Philly. Mm-hmm. You are in Philly, and uh, you have that, that improv bug. Yeah. You got, got bit by the bug. Mm-hmm. Um, and you started taking classes of fit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how was that going? It was awesome. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I only took up to 301. I never oh. took 401. <laughs> well. Which might break some <laughs> of the rules. Uh, well, I feel like that is, um, th- there are always exceptions. Yeah. And then I think years ago, several years ago, there the things were also a little bit uh, less um, developed. Yeah, you know, there were different rules, right, for yeah. for auditioning? A little bit, yeah. So, yeah, I think there were different rules. Let's just say that. Keep taking classes. Yeah, keep going um, through. But yeah, I took... Yeah, I actually had the like a really great experience because I was able to go through 101 through 301 with pretty much the same people. Um, Student-wise. Yeah, aside yeah. from like a, some people from 101, there was like a core group of us and like... 201 and 301 that like wanted to like continue together Mm -hmm. and then we became office hours which was like my first indie improv team yeah we had koozies and merch and pens (laughs) um it's where i met uh i met kevin ruth one of the best friends yeah in 101 we sat on like the same little wicker couch that was in that classroom yeah uh and became best buds yeah, it was a great experience. It was it was awesome. I had really good teachers too. You were mm. one of my teachers. Wow, you were my three hundred one teacher. How about that? Yeah, I I you stopped taking classes after that. You're like, <laughs> I was like, I've had my not at all. <laughs> Where do I go from here? Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that's neat. Yeah. Um, what are uh, w- do you remember what those years like? What those years were? Um, hold on, let me think. What's right now? Eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. Okay, and it's December. <laughs> She's doing 18, this on her hand. 17, 16, 15. It had to be like 2013. Okay. Maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I started improv when I started college in Philly. Okay. So we, like I started in September mm-hmm. of that year. And then, yeah, 13, 14, 15. No, 13, 14, 14, 15. Yep. Right. Fall of 2013. Did you, when you were going through classes, uh, did you do it uh, straight through, or mm-hmm. were there any breaks in between? No, I was like back to back. I had yeah. to have more. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, and you can correct me, um, off the air. Don't ever, ever do it <laughs> while we're recording. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, that I think when you find a group of people that you really kind of yeah. get along with and gel with, that that tends to happen more often. Mm-hmm. Is that people are just like, "You sign up? Yeah, I'm signing up. Let's yeah. go." Uh, I don't know if I am. Oh, come on. All right, fine. Um, so it seemed like was there some of that? That going? was exactly. Yeah. And I was like trying to spearhead that too. I was like, "Come on, guys, sign <laughs> up." Pressuring people, <laughs> yeah. and making fists. Sign up. Don't be a dick. Yeah. 
But yeah, because yeah. like honestly, that aspect of it was just as, if not more important to me than the class itself. Just because mm-hmm. um, I knew I wanted to actually get up on a stage, so mm-hmm. I was like, "Come on, guys! Like, come on, come on! Keep, like, we like each other. We're friends. Yeah. We like to hang out. That's like, you know." Mm-hmm. Improvisers do that, so let's continue classes so we can be a group, sure, and perform together. Yeah, um, but we did, and that helps. Yeah, uh, just having that level of um, comfort mm-hmm. around people that you know is going to make you uh, take more chances. Yeah, and just uh, just gives you the freedom to just have more fun. Totally. Yeah, uh, which you did, fun. and then I guess there was office hours, like you said, that kind of came mm-hmm. out of that a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that experience as, an, as your first indie team? I think it was a good first indie team. And then it like it lasted for a long time with like a different rotating cast and like guest members, but it was it was really good. Um I really enjoyed it. There were some oh my god, Whitney, you know, Rumble was mm-hmm. on that, Kevin yeah. Ruth, um, Melinda Messina, sure. um, Jacob Todd. Mm-hmm. Um Oh my god. If I forget people I'm gonna be an asshole other people some people that don't do improv anymore who sure. i miss um this guy who's really funny gary chow oh i remember gary remember gary yeah he was awesome yeah um other people there's pictures you yeah can... i remember other people yeah. other people were... also great yeah it was a long time ago and i have yeah. a bad memory no but i remember it fondly which mm-hmm. is important cool yeah um did you do any other indie uh, mm-hmm. groups? What, what other indie-wise? Yeah. So the next indie thing I did was Skeletons Etc., mm-hmm. which was awesome to me. It was, like, it was, yeah, one of those teams that, like, became one of my favorites and lasted a long time. And the friendships I made, um, I really cherish. And I learned, I feel like I learned a lot on that team. It was like a family. What did you learn? Um, like so, James Lipton over here. <laughs> and what did you learn? Yeah, I I learned team? about that was like the first team where I learned how to do like tag runs, and like we, oh, you learned like, improv. Literally, I learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I no, learned like I actually it was like how to improvise. How to improvise. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to do tag runs, which is like now with the teams I coach, like I, I drill tag runs all the time. So it's mm-hmm. kind of funny to me. I look back and I'm like, I was so bad. Um, but it was so fun to learn them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I learned. I learned that, like, indie improv teams are not as serious as I made them to be. I held it, like, I don't know. I was very committed, and I was, like, Mm -hmm. really upset when anybody else wasn't as committed as I was. Yeah. So I learned that, like, not everybody wants to do comedy professionally. Some people do improv as like a second part of their life or like a hobby and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I kind of didn't realize that earlier on. Yeah. Um, I learned that you probably shouldn't like, (laughs) I learned that that rule that like people said, like you shouldn't like hook up with people on your team. Isn't always the bad thing because Brendan and Mo man clan Kingston came out of that team. Mm -hmm. Um, you're welcome world. Yeah. Cause that was totally me. (laughs) Um, yeah, it was it was good. I don't know. I learned that you can be really close with people. That's what I learned. Cool. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah the the indie scene, indie improv scene in Philly, um, 
how would you say that it's uh, grown or changed or <sighs> not grown and not changed uh, since you started coming up through oh uh, improv in Philly? I don't know. I feel like I was way more involved back then. Yeah. I think it... I, I don't really know. I've, I feel like back then, maybe it was a little smaller or close-knit a little bit in mm-hmm. the sense that, like, there were a couple of shows you could do yeah. and they were regular yeah. and everyone went to them. Yeah. Like, the brewery, like, mm-hmm. sticks out in my mind. That was so fun. Yeah. Like, everyone went there. Brewery, uh, dungeon, sideshow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also don't know if that's... I truly don't know, honestly, if it's the scene changing or if it's me changing because I know that I have also changed a lot and have stepped back yeah. A lot in, in different ways. Uh, yeah, I don't think that there is that much yeah. uh, in terms of um, indie stuff right now. It, to yeah. me, it seems uh, that there are a lot of practice groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems as if indie teams are taking things and treating or treating things very precious. Yeah. Like a few years ago, it was like, yeah, let's just form a team. Let's, let's try and do some shows. Let's get some stage yeah. time. Uh, now it seems like, uh, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but there needs to be a happy medium between people that are like, oh, let's let's form a team, let's get a coach, yeah. uh, let's uh, let's do some practices, let's try to get some shows. Um, but right now, it seems like people are really trying to get good, yeah, and then get a show. Which uh, I, yeah, exactly. Like I get the question a lot from from newer teams. Um, do you think we're ready to perform? Like, what do you mean? Are you yeah. ready to perform? What are the stakes? Yeah, <laughs> what are, you're going to get on stage yeah. in front of other improvisers. <laughs> And what, what do you mean? Are you ready? Are you ready for yeah. the tiny stage at the grape room? Like, yeah. of course you are. <laughs> like, yeah. You're, you're ready, ready to do uh, 10 to 15 minutes yeah. uh, at the sideshow <laughs> yeah. on a Tuesday at 730. <laughs> you're, you're ready. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, no big deal. You yeah. It. it really, it really is not. Um, this will be uh, breaking, breaking news for the seven people listening. Uh, but one thing that I'm going to do with the next season of Versus uh-huh. uh, is um, uh, we're going to create all the teams. Oh, uh, We're going to create eight to 12 okay. different teams based on individual submissions. Uh, like Troika mm-hmm. used to do years ago. Like yeah. uh, Tom and Joe would do with uh, Smarch. Smarch Madness. Smarch Madness. So we're going to do that with uh, do that with Versus. Um, and you know, maybe two or three of those teams, yeah. uh, actually continue to perform. We're going to put some thought into it. We're going to, uh, look at, um, you know, try to base it on performance yeah. and who we know and, hmm. uh, experience levels. Uh, hopefully we get a, a really good turnout, uh, and interest, uh, in that. Uh, and then maybe some of those teams continue yeah. to perform and try to inject some, something new into the versus tournament, but also just kind of, um, just create some, some teams. And, and yeah. I mean, we do that with, uh, house teams uh, yeah. on every six months, and we do it on Saturday teams, and we do it with uh, shows that we do. So yeah. hopefully uh, we can create something with uh, the versus yeah. squads that end up, some of them may work really well. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I feel like, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what stood out to me about the indie scene when I was really heavily into it. And I think like it really takes like people who are motivated to want to, like people were all about it like you had bad kitten Mm -hmm. like they i think were like the epitome of like what it felt like to be in the indie scene it was cool it was really cool like you could put on shows and like 
people will go to those shows. Like everyone went to Bad Kitten shows because yeah. they were really good and like yeah. they marketed themselves and they had an awesome mm-hmm. logo and like <laughs> a really funny cast of like yeah. people were just like excited. And I don't know if it's maybe there's just so much improv right now that maybe it's like evening itself out. Like maybe there's gonna I don't know. I think I I, I just had a thought. I think I know one thing that might be an issue, uh, and that is that uh, a couple years ago, yeah, there wasn't exactly at least at fit there wasn't exactly many opportunities for indie teams. Yeah, uh, there was like occasional spots to open up like on a, a show. Yeah, uh, there was um, the Friday night. Uh, there was like the the wild card yeah. uh, kind of thing or Frankenstein um, once in a while, um, and sometimes it was every other week. Sometimes it would be a hiatus. Mm-hmm. Like so, the opportunities were pretty inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Where you look at. Uh, right now, we are casting new teams every six months. Yeah. We have shows that exactly. we cast regularly. We have Citywide, which uh, books just about every other other month. Um, we have... Sh- like, there's just... There's a there's lot, a lot for people to be to involved in. Yeah. So there isn't pressure on indie teams to do it create... Yeah, to do it themselves, to create their own show opportunities, mm-hmm. uh, where it seemed like before it came out of necessity. Like, yeah. I want to perform. I ain't got... Those, fit doesn't have shit for us. Yeah, no, uh, I think that's like exactly months. it. I think that's exactly it. Um, or at least that's how it, it felt. Yeah. Like now, like I remember, like because everyone knows, you know, you're on an indie team, you try out for a house team. If you get on, uh, that person may or may not still be on that indie team because mm-hmm. of the commitment level. So, like, yeah. if everyone's on a, a team or doing something at a theater, like that is all. That seems to always take priority over an indie mm-hmm. team for some reason. Yeah. Um. I mean, for the reason of guaranteed like performance time and space Mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know indie teams are cool like it also takes committed yeah and it takes committed people to run that shit like Mm -hmm. the brewery was run um oh my god bill parks bill parks ran that Mm -hmm. and you know you have adam steiger running something and she know sean it was like they were committed. They were there. They were fun. Mm-hmm. It was like a party. Yeah. Um, it takes like those people and those personalities to like keep something running or to draw people in too. Yeah, and uh, like the brewery was uh, came out of the ending of sideshow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it also takes people helping other people to yeah. like keep those, those right, things like passing going. it along. Yeah. Uh, just because something yeah. ends doesn't mean that it has to end. Look for somebody yeah. else to con- continue that. Just like your. Um, uh, college of New Jersey group or yeah. any college improv team, <laughs> that makes um, uh, where they just kind of keep changing, changing mm-hmm. over people. Um, so, I mean, I say this as the current, uh, acting artistic director of the, of, yeah. of fit. Uh, yeah, I love that people will come to us and, uh, anticipate opportunities come to us for opportunities that we uh, fully present. Um, but the indie scene is needed. <laughs> like that yeah. is where you cut your teeth. Uh, for all of the other opportunities. Yeah. Um, when we're looking for uh, directors, we're asking about, like, who, who's who been coaching indie teams. And, mm-hmm. like, if there aren't really any indie teams, then people aren't going to be as experienced uh, and ready for those opportunities yeah. when, they, when they, they pop up. So there's a whole lot of opportunities that can be created if people just yeah. form those teams. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll try and keep yeah. working at trying to find ways to find that balance mm-hmm. so that people don't just expect fit to uh be their their home and that's the only because it's not it's not the only place to do improv in town uh and it's not the only place that you have to do improv uh there just look for other opportunities i'm talking to 
all students of the training center. I'm talking to anybody that's not going to, like currently on yeah. a team uh, at the moment. Um, but yeah, go out and uh, create opportunities. Uh, yeah. Continue doing it. If you love doing it, continue doing it. Yeah. Um, it's needed. Anywho. <laughs> uh, so you had um, skeletons, etc. You mm-hmm. had office hours. Yeah. Uh, those what else were in the like way of indies? Um, I had an indie trio called Dirty Divas. Yes. Uh, it was you. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Uh, not Steiger. Yeah, Was Steiger. it Steiger? Okay. And who else? Chris Berg. Berg. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Chris Berg, Adam Steiger, and me. Okay. And, um, yeah, I love Dirty Divas. We used to practice. Like, the thing about, like, I don't know. You know Adam Steiger. He's very, he's very, like, if he's committing to something, he's very intense about it. Yeah. And Which I liked. I was, like, so into that. He's directing one of the teams to premiere mm-hmm. uh, in January. Yeah. Yeah. He he's is such a prince. very committed. <laughs> Can be a little intense. Very intense. <laughs> but it's great. Super love it. Great. Yeah, he, like, it was great. So we started out, like, with three people. We would practice, like, two hours every week, starting off, which is a lot. Sometimes we did, like, three-hour practices. Because mm. we're like, we have to get ready <laughs> yeah. to put on this, you know, these shows yeah. with just three of us. And, um, no, it was fun. We did, like, a yeah. a fun little, like, mono scene form where one of us would leave, mm-hmm. like, and then we would talk shit about the other person that left and give them like a a weird gift like he always has a gun or something like that yeah um and then they would come back and like gradually you know every person would leave once and then we would like end up fighting Mm -hmm. at the end like in a really physical funny yeah it was fun and then we did a three-person herald at one point which was also fun yeah yeah uh i think that was all my i have a um never before seen duo with Robin Cartledge that's called Nitro Nitro De Niro. So, uh, I hadn't, uh, heard of it, uh, until you, you posted about it. Um, but then I saw through the Facebook, uh, Robin kind of say something and I was like, okay, this is who, (laughs) these are the two, this is who it is. Um, uh, Robin's great. I love Robin. She is my soul sister. We, um, we're on page one together, mm-hmm. which was really fun. Um, which was an improvised one act play. Yeah. And then we were on Dutch together house mm-hmm. team on Saturday nights, um, last year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I felt like that experience just brought us together as improvisers and friends. Like she feels like a sister to me. Like I, I don't know. So we've always joking. Well, because Nitro De Niro was what I wanted to call Dutch, but nobody was into it for some reason because they're idiots, I guess. Because um, it's a great name. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Nitro yeah. De Niro. Like, just yeah. think of like the T-shirts, you know? Yeah. Um. So we always joke that that's what our duo would be, but we never did it because yeah. she like quit improv or whatever, <laughs> like an idiot. She didn't quit improv. Mm. I'm gonna pour her back in. <laughs> For let's, a seltzer hour, probably. Let's drag her. Right uh, yeah. Well, she's doing the duo. <laughs> yeah. Nitro De Niro. Nitro De Niro. Um, okay. Uh, any other indies? Um, oh my god. I don't know. Okay. I Did you see me in any other indies? I don't I don't think remember. So. Yeah. I, I'm going to feel like an asshole if I just, like, sudden. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, <gasps> that team I was on. Hey, we met for a practice group one time oh, and then decided not to be a team uh, and you didn't mention our... I mean, Fjord is like an indie team and was a house team. Yeah. Because uh, we kept 
we feel like we're still a group or most of us. Um, and we still perform mm-hmm. like we keep performing at DCM yeah. every year. Okay. Uh, well, let's chat about Fjord yeah. then. Uh, how did Fjord come together? Fjord came together the classic fit way. Mm-hmm. We were casted as a Wednesday night Herald team. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never, it was my, it was my first Herald team. My first house team. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all little babies. I think it was for all of us. I think it was our first, um, I believe. And yeah, it was just a really fun experience because we were all like going through it together for the first time and like learning how to do the Herald well and doing it really bad sometimes, most of the time yeah. Yeah. until Probably we did it good. 90%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then we just became really close. Sure. Yeah. And... Yeah, I love those guys. Uh, you know, they're in the group chat. They were in the group chat? We have a group chat. Oh, okay. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. I don't have many group chats, but... <laughs> but Fjord is there. Fjord is, is a group chat for me. Yeah. Uh, and Fjord was part of the... Uh, uh, when I came in and just kind of turned things a, yeah. little, a little bit upside down. When you... When you... Um, yeah. Go ahead. When you, um... What? Go what? Nothing. Go when what? you just... When you ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you ruined my life. <laughs> no. Um... I mean... Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Well, you, you can still perform. You can still do things. <laughs> yeah, just hang I'm around. I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> that's, that's that's why. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the domino yeah. that kicked everything off. It's like, fuck this <laughs> yeah. place, <man. laughs> Um, yeah, we haven't spoken since, uh, that email went out. Yeah. Um, that's also untrue. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what about then, uh, page one, page one, page one, page one was awesome. It was the first, like, no, it wasn't. It's not the first. It was the second narrative improv project. First narrative improv project I did was stay dead. Sure. Which I was very blessed to be cast on originally. Thank you. We'll talk about that. Okay. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, page one was awesome. It's a one act play. So it was like, um, it was, you got, I got an opportunity to be like emotionally real in that show where, cause I'm like a very emotional player. If you <laughs> never <laughs> realize, like I scream and I cry a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, that's just like my mode. Um, so I just got to be really f- fucking emotional mm-hmm. in that whole run. And it was great that that was fun cool yeah it's like also it it melds my like storytelling writing world with improv because i just get to like yeah help tell one story which is really fun sure um and also freeing in a way because i don't have to write it on paper like i usually do so Mm -hmm. not on paper i'm like my computer (laughs) i don't have to sit down and type right now yeah (laughs) so yeah great Great experience with page one. R.I.P. 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 Pouring yeah. out. That one wasn't necessarily me. No. That was like... It was just a, a bunch of things. Yeah. Like, we lost People Lizzie. And yeah. Because she moved and she didn't die. Yeah. And then... <laughs> we um, lost her. Yeah. Uh, a couple people, yeah. including myself became less of it. Well, we moved right. nights, too, yeah. which didn't help. We were on Saturday nights, and then we mm-hmm. went to, like... Okay, so, yeah, it was your fault. Yeah. Uh, 
we can we can get into it. Yeah. <laughs> if we want to turn this into why yeah. things move. Yeah, thank you for reminding sure. me. That's your fault. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, were, there were very good reasons. Mm. Um, but I'll take the blame, sure. Um, uh, and, yeah, you mentioned uh, Stay Dead. Stay Dead, man. Um, how does that fit into things? Yeah, Stay Dead was like the first fit thing. Or the first thing I did that was like... Would you call it a fit thing at first? I felt like it was like an indie thing turned fit. Uh, it was. It, it kind of lived in the world between. Because you always uh, like did the me. Halloween show, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was exactly in that weird space. Um, the space between. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take yeah. this? Yeah, I'm okay. just gonna no. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, it. Uh, it was awesome. It was. It is. No, it was, because it's dead now. Yeah, the one-hour improvised horror movie, Mm -hmm. dude. It was so fun. And I did that the first year. I did that the third, the fourth year. And Not Yet Rated was the iteration of it the Mm -hmm. fifth year. Yeah. So it's like my Halloween tradition. Mm -hmm. So I started that literally like the second year I started doing improv. Yeah. Which I was like so amazed that I was able to do that and thankful and it helped me like yeah it was just like a fun fun group of people yeah brendan andrew um tom those guys are always around yeah it was a years was it demonicus rex was that yeah it was like a demonicus rex Uh, mashup yeah they had come to me asking about doing that uh Mm -hmm. and kind of just and I, i think i mentioned this on another podcast um uh, asking me to if I would direct because mm-hmm. I had done the Halloween show and they were interested in that, um, and I was like, yeah, but I want to be able to do this or that or the <laughs> other thing. And they were like, sure, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I think was that the I think you said it was your first fit thing. Is that pre fjord That was pre fjord so. because yeah. so I was already on skeletons. Right. So what happened was it was classes, office hours, skeletons, stay dead. Yeah. Fjord, etc. Um, but Brendan who was on Skeletons with me, kind of, like, plucked me from Skeletons and recommended me for this. And mm-hmm. with Kevin Ruth. Yeah. So we were the two... And it was also around the time that... I think it was around the time of 301. Yeah. 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 So, so I, like, I met you yeah. around that time, too. So it was, like, perfect little storm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's how I got into it. It was still, like, one of my favorite improv things to do. I think I just love narrative improv, yeah. which makes... Perfect sure. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any... Because uh, that's a cast that kind of changed each mm-hmm. year. Uh, and uh, this year, uh, it was Not Yet Rated presents the, you know, improvised mm-hmm. horror comedy, um, which, um, uh, again, nothing against any previous iteration, but <laughs> I think, like, they were just so good this year. They were they yeah. were such a, a a good mix of comedy and, like, Ground, grounded a lot of times like horror goofiness it was a good run yeah it really was yeah and i don't know if well i'm sure like being able to practice year round with yeah other types of movies 100 helps so much yeah um but yeah you have some knockout people on this cast that mm. you know weren't on previous casts yeah um that really just you know fit right into it yeah there were uh, definitely some amazingly good shows uh in previous years and also just some so like wtf 
shows in previous years uh, <laughs> that were just so much so fun, like so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, are there any? Is there anything in particular that kind of you loved about doing the shows, other than just the the narrative element and yeah, um, I, the characters you get to be in like a horror movie mm-hmm. are just they're wacky and like you can like kill each other all the time like you know like in improv scenes if in a regular improv set if you were walking into all your scenes like with a knife or as a monster like you'd be a weirdo yeah like if you were cons- but like you can consistently do those like weird scary mm-hmm. dumb things it's just like yeah. i don't know and also when you're doing uh when you're making fun of something that's not comedy like you're trying to do a good horror movie like you're mm-hmm. trying to actually represent <laughs> the genre well yeah. it's so much funnier than when you're like just, just trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like like the the accidental being funniness mm-hmm. that comes from like no, no no we're trying to actually you know do three acts yeah. <laughs> and uh, be a movie. Yeah. And I think this year more than previous years hit that mm-hmm. better. Um, and like you said, it was mostly just from having practiced it for. Yeah. More or less a year leading leading yeah. up to that, uh, because before it was we would meet up uh, around the end of August, mm-hmm. get, throw some practices together, yeah, and then put like up a, a show of practices. Maybe, um, and it was always like that last practice or two before a run where people would be like, "Are we going to be ready to do this?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas I felt like we were ready to do an improvised horror yeah. months and months yeah. ago. It was just so after doing rom coms and everything else, and that was the. That was part of the pitch. Uh, when I pitched it to the uh, AD at the time, Jess Snow, uh, to do the weekly movie, is like, let's right. just do do the movie as a regular show, and then it just transitions into something a little bit more more yeah. seasonal. And everybody, yeah, it's, it's just going to be better for that reason. Yeah. Um, it worked out. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and it was great that you got to do it this year, too, because yeah, uh, just, you nearly didn't. I know. I almost didn't. Yeah. Well, I didn't know when I was leaving for... Mm-hmm. LA so it felt like I didn't because like I'm one of those people I don't want to commit to something I can't commit to yeah because I just hate that feeling of like sorry guys yeah. mm, I know I said <laughs> I would but mm, can't can't yeah, yeah. I didn't want to like just like set too high of expectations but I was able to do it <laughs> of being present <laughs> of being there <laughs> yes too high of expectation of me showing up yeah <laughs> yeah so but I was able to do it yeah and I'm really happy I did because I'm still here right now. Mm-hmm. And it's after Halloween right now, if you're listening. Yeah. yeah, if you're, yeah. <laughs> oh, in 2018. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you had mentioned during uh, Dirty Divas mm-hmm. uh, getting physical. Yeah. You um, also got physical in uh, PCW. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just forgot I did what that. was your your name? Uh, the Gabagool. <laughs> the Gabagool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did you get involved in that show? Uh, um, my uh, my buddy Joe Tizzy. Mm. He runs that. A fjord. A fjord. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, I think I made up a as a joke one time that like, because Glow on Netflix was like huge and like I mean it still is, but it was like it had just come out mm-hmm. and I was like. Oh my god, my wrestler name would be the Gabagool. Yeah. And then I was like, when that wrestling show came out and Joe was doing it, I was like, can I can I be the Gabagool? Um So yeah, that's how it happened. Okay. And it was it was fun just to be my true self. Yeah. 
Just, did you do uh, the different? Because they've done it a couple times. I did it twice. Uh, okay. Yeah, I did it twice. And I would love to keep doing it if I was sticking around. It's so yeah. much fun. Well, they have a run coming up in yeah. January. I know. Uh, the, in uh, Royal Rumble Weekend. I know. Uh, so there's an opportunity for you. <laughs> I'll be gone. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got to wear a, a green leotard. And an Italian flag cape. <laughs> and I, when I do my last show, I poured a pot of sauce on somebody's head. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. Did it get on that curtain? Oh, no. <laughs> um, that was somebody else's sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my sauce. I was just holding it for somebody. Uh, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. PCW uh, yeah. at Fit. Weekend of Royal Rumble. Check it out. <laughs> Uh, quick, plug, plug, quick plug, mid, plug. yeah, quick mid pod um, plug. plug. Um, did you make your costume? Yeah. Well, I didn't oh, okay. have to stitch anything. It was like <laughs> I wore like tights that were I bought the things <laughs> and I put them on. Yeah, put on, man. <laughs> it was like not an impressive costume. It was like a green American apparel like onesie that I had, and then like some nude tights, and uh, I bought an Italian flag off of. Amazon that I wore as a cape. Sure. And I bought Italian flag sweatbands for my wrists and my mm-hmm. head that okay. I got on Amazon. And my green boots, and I was kicking ass like that. The Gabagool. Yeah. And I'm G H O U L, yeah? G H O U L. Yeah. Gabagool. Uh, and in uh, Italian, yeah. uh, that's, that's like um, slang, Gabagool. right? Well, Gabagool is like Italian American slang. Oh, or Capricola. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you read it, it's Capricola, but it's Gabagool. Gabagool. Yeah, it's just like fucking salty meat. Mm. It just means salty meat. To be found in the uh, Marbolis. Yeah. Um, mm. Which I which I make. Uh, and they're pretty good. Plug, 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 plug. plug, plug. Yeah, <laughs> plug in the, the food <laughs> that I bake and don't sell. Um, all right. Uh, so, is there any show that you were... In that wasn't necessarily a run of something or a team that that performed regularly that kind of stands out as a, a great experience or yeah. terrible experience. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the one I'm thinking of was called "They Might Just Kiss," and it Is that was a women. BFCM? No, yes, no, and yes. Okay. okay, maybe I'm combining names. Here's the thing: there was a show, yeah, at BFCM that I was a part of two years ago, where mm-hmm. everyone would just kiss. Okay. I think that might have been called that, too. Yeah. Then the f- show I'm thinking of, <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So that was it. That was my favorite because I got to kiss everybody and everyone agreed to it and it was nice. What was the... What were, what were you combining? There was something else that had kiss in the name of it. And now I don't know if, what it's called. But it was basically women performers from the Magnet Theater came down. Oh, right. right? What yeah, was it called? Yeah, yeah. It had kiss um, in the name... It was a live action kiss concert, <laughs> no. and everybody wore makeup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was what I was thinking had of. Big something tongues. completely different. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I just right. don't remember exactly what it. That was a fun show. Yeah. There weren't a lot of people there at all, but it was fun to like meet and perform with, um, like New York improvisers. Yeah. Wasn't it like a Saturday at eleven? Oh God, I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was a Saturday at eleven. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it had like seven people. Yeah. Maybe, but. Our seven it was listeners. Chill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, I met, like, cool people yeah. that I still, like, keep in contact with, so it was, it was fun. In a group chat? 
No group chat. <laughs> no group chat for this no. one. <laughs> okay. Uh, you do some coaching. Some I do. indie yeah. improv coaching. Yeah. Surprisingly, I've, I just thought about it. I've been doing it for like mm, almost three years. Oh. Which, yeah. No. Probably in between two and three years, which, okay. is, which is the same thing as saying almost three years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of fun. I... I was always told when I was younger I would be a good teacher and it would always piss me off because, like, I don't want to be a teacher. Yeah. But then I ended up, like, doing some things that are, like, sure. are teaching. Yeah. Um, I ended up being good at things <laughs> and wanting to show yeah. other people how to be good at things. Yeah. I was like... Ugh. Um, what a uh, burden. Yeah. Because I just wanted... More than anything, I, I want to do the things. Yeah. Then talk about them. Sure. But I just so happen to be able to communicate well when I... I can think of them like school. Um, or at least I think so. Yeah. At least the teams that I have in my rotation currently or up until this you week. You got rotation? Got a little rotation. Okay. Just ended this week because I'm leaving. Yeah. But yeah, Burn. I was, for the past few months, it's just been um, a little team called Bambi's Revenge. Okay. And a team that has just named themselves, and I think, <laughs> I mean, I. Nitro <laughs> De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're. Uh, Something about berries, I forget what Something it was. Something kiss. Right? They haven't had a show yet, so they might change. Something the name. about berries? No, it's not. It's has the it has the word berries in it. Wild. It, it was a no. It was like a <laughs> phrase. That's why I can't think of it because it was not a phrase I've heard of. Oops, all berries. There we go. Oops, that's not a phrase you've heard berries. of. No, what it's is that? Captain from? Crunch. Okay, well, Oops, I, all I eat vegetables. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Uh, yeah, Captain Crunch cereal. Every once in a while, they put out really? the Oops All Berries. Okay. As if no, they I made some mistake. Right. See, that, I never, like, that was, like, vacation cereal. So, I don't know. I can only eat that, like, once a year. I don't remember it. It's vacation cereal. Yeah, vacation cereal. Uh, was it just left at the vacation house? No. <laughs> or they were like, we're on no. vacation, fine. This is when you can exactly. this. Exactly. Okay. That, that one. That choice. Okay. Um, what was I saying about coaching? Yeah, I do some coaching. Um, and I like it. They, it's fun to tell people what to do. It's way mm -hmm. easier to talk. It's way easier to judge improv when you're not in it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so much easier. And I say that like, as a when I'm yeah. coaching too. Like I'll when I'm when I'm teaching or coaching, I'll be like, hey, I get that it's so much easier for me sitting here to say what I'm about to say. Yeah. But that's why I'm here. And I exactly. And I kind of so when I was taking classes, I responded more. Oh my god! Yeah, your I'm sorry. Fucking pen. My pen. And we have to start the whole yeah. thing over. <laughs> start from the, start from the top. Okay, so my name is Gab G A. Wow, going way back. Okay. Um. Yeah. So when I was going through classes, I responded better, or and appreciated like teachers who kind of just told it like it is and gave like constru like constructive criticism like often. Like, told me the things I'm not doing well and told me how to fix them instead of just, like, giving me too much, like, positivity that maybe it felt like you're just trying to keep me happy. Sure. Um, so that's just me. I know I've had conversations with so many people that feel the complete opposite, where it's like, improv's supposed to be fun. You should just be really super nice and encouraging and that people should respond better to that. So it's, like, split. But I respond better to, like, here's how the fuck you do it and here's what you're doing wrong. Yeah. So that's, like, kind of how I do my own coaching, and I, like, let people know that right off the bat. And so far, um, the teams have been 
Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Wow. I have it on Do Not Disturb. It's not supposed to wow. buzz. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. All right, from the top. Okay, so my name is Gabriela <laughs> Nicole Batoloni. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I guess I'm like an asshole when I coach. Uh, not like a get... bad one, but like a... Yeah, like a you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, I accept that. Like I, uh, I try to be, I think. In my mind, I'm, I try to be like the... The... Yeah. The Mike Merback of coaching indie teams. Uh, they can't see for two it, years. but there's a single tear coming down <laughs> my cheek. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that for people that are not necessarily, that are in it more because you talked about people that are like, oh, I don't really want to yeah. do this. Uh, those are the people that tend to be the ones that are more like, uh, improv's supposed to be fun. Yeah. I just want to have fun. But, uh, but it's not fun to suck. That's right. what I'm going to say. The other it's side like, it's is not fun when people you're that want to get better. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't understand people who are bad at it and, are, and say they're having fun because no, you're not. Yeah. Because you're not getting a laugh. Yeah. Because it's not funny. Mm-hmm. So how's that fun? Yeah. So yeah, I just like to tell the, I don't know, I give people a fair warning. Like in practice, I'm going to like, I'm not like mean, but like I'm very honest because mm-hmm. I want people to be honest with me. Like I'm terrified of people not being honest with me. So I feel like people should, you know, hear what sucks before they don't get a laugh. Because yeah. they're doing something stupid that could be corrected. Yeah. Um, on my feedback surveys that, that go out, uh, every once in a while, there is uh, someone that can't stand me as an instructor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but then there are, like, the, the overwhelming majority, like, uh, appreciate, like, my, my general style, which I, I, I'm biased but I think I, I think the classes that I teach are still fun uh, yeah. and still a good time. But I I'm also fun. more focused on making people better performers, yeah, uh, and not as focused on um, being liked, being being liked or laughing. Exactly. Um, you know, I get that a lot too. Like, oh, he does he doesn't laugh. Yeah. Um, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> you got it. You idiot. <laughs> it's not even like an earning kind of thing. Yeah, uh, you laugh just, at stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a little. Because I had gone through waves um, where I would just come in. Because my yeah. one of my improv mentors uh, is Mark Sutton from uh, Chicago, uh, who ran. He was the first instructor I had who ran the improv classroom like a classroom. Yeah, uh, where you start on time, I love which that. is like I fucking love outside that. of the. It is outside of the the way things are sometimes not necessarily yeah. like in fit classes um but in whether it's an indie team or things like that people show up on uh, time you know so it was the first beautiful. time where i had that uh and things were timed yeah uh, and feedback was given and it was constructive and the class was still fun and you know he would make um, he's a nerd about it yeah. like he's like that's cool to me like right. being a nerd about something like caring about something mm-hmm. enough to like Treat it with importance. Yeah. That is so cool to me. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the opposite of it. Yeah. I really don't. No. Uh, and I feel like it's just showing at the very least a respect for people that are paying for your time. Oh my God. Yeah. That's uh, like people you, who don't go to their college classes. Cause I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You paid for this. You're in debt for this. Yeah. I feel the same way yeah. <laughs> about mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. I feel like you paid for it. Show up, be invested or go, go away. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't think improv is one of those things that's fun if you suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. Because uh, then if, you do, if you're if you just a practice group, yeah. sure, go keep... And, and you want to continue paying a coach 
to facilitate your practice and not actually make you oh a, a, a better person. And they exist. Like that, oh, I've seen, I know I've, so many. I've I can think the, I have their faces in my mind. Yeah. Like I can see them, and <laughs> I'm like, I want to shake them yeah. like a baby. Not yeah. like you know what I mean. Like yeah. <laughs> like what do you? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I get asked. They resist uh, you to to coach um, somewhat often. Uh, and I say no to a whole lot just because I'm, I'm busy a lot of times, mm-hmm. but also because I don't want to have to deal with uh, teams, whether it's at fit or otherwise, yeah. uh, that I see as not necessarily. And it, it's a it's a real snap judgment of committing to yeah. getting better, you know? No, that's. Yeah. I would say that's fair. Yeah. Um, I feel like one day I'll be at the point where I can be like. Yeah, I could see myself one day like being choosy like that with mm. more experience or whatever. Sure. I'm like but like what I can do now is because I you know, I'm I've been doing this for like five, six years, so it's not like I've been doing this for so long where I can be like, yeah. You're not worth my time. <laughs> yeah. Um it's just like that'd be stupid. Because yeah. uh, I'm also still learning, so but I just think like it's basic human decency to like Yeah. You're paying me for a service, so I'm here, like, and I'm working. So it's, like, awkward, like, mm-hmm. when people don't show up on time and shit like that. Like, and it's, like, your money. Mm-hmm. It's just awkward. I don't, I don't know. Ugh. It gives me, like, bad vibes. Like, I don't, yeah. like, why would you want to, I don't know. As just a representation representation of yourself as an individual, why would you want to show up somewhere late yeah. and, like, act like you don't care? Like, it's just, ugh. Yeah, and That's there are some nightmare. people that are just habitually late ah oh, drives me nuts hate nuts that um uh, but that was one of the things when uh i was approached to do stay dead is one of the reasons why uh i was like okay but here's what here are like more or less my conditions of of doing this because i really really wanted to continue doing a halloween show yeah uh and it was just like a really good timing for uh brendan to approach me with that um, but that was like one of the things it's just like, yeah. we need this, we need this, blah, blah, blah. But that's, I mean, that's good. You, you know, know yeah. what your boundaries are, what you want mm-hmm. out of the experience. Cause you're, yeah. you're in it too. Like you're, you're in it as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and I sucks. put in a lot yeah. of effort to any project that I am involved in. Yeah. A lot of time, a lot of effort. Totally. Especially as a director and not yeah. just a coach. Mm-hmm. It's totally, it's like a different role. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, Anything else in terms of uh, coaching? Like, how would you say that you... Um, we know your discipline style. <laughs> how Did I you, get that across? Because I was, uh, yeah, I was I worried. Think, I think we hit it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, how would you describe your actual coaching style in terms of... What sort of improv do you find yourself uh, pushing? Yeah. If that makes sense? Um I found myself coaching, like, certain forms a lot. Like, mm-hmm. Pretty Flower. I've coached a bunch. Yeah. Just because, like, you know, you get... You start coaching a group that doesn't really have a form picked out. And, you know, people are attracted to the idea of, like, tag runs and game. And it's like, okay, well, let's do Pretty Flower. It's, like, my favorite form. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's easy. It's loose. It's whatever you want it to be with, like, a mild structure attached to it. Like, mm-hmm. let's do that. Um, so, I guess, like... I'm really into, like, drills. Yeah. I'm not the kind of coach that's, like... I'm not the most creative coach. Like, I know, like, Kristen Shear, I've had her, and she's wonderfully creative and in tune with, like, 
how the group is feeling that day and can like cater her exercises to you and, and you're her guinea pigs for this exercise that she, you know, dreamt up in her <laughs> beautiful mind. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she always came into Fjord's practices when she was uh, directing us with like something new. Yeah. And I wish, I know she wrote them down uh, in our Facebook group mm-hmm. and I have to go collect all that information, but I wish like I wrote down every exercise that she ever taught me. So I'm not the most like creative when it comes to it. Like, but I am, I'm kind of mathematical, I would say. And I'm a, I'm a drill runner. Like we're, we're going to do an exercise this week because you need to practice this Mm -hmm. and we're probably going to do it next week. Yeah. And probably the week after. And I'll switch some things up. Um, but why I just feel like practice makes permanent. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, I don't like when you do one exercise that's awesome once and then yeah. you never revisit it again. Cause yeah. it's like, okay, why did you do it? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I just don't reinvent the wheel very often. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's liked or disliked, but it's been effective for, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a team or I had a team up until this week cause I'm leaving, uh, what? that really wants to, that's been running the Herald. Um, so it's been like a, a challenge to find like new ways to approach the herald which mm-hmm. is such a you know a rigid structure it's yeah. very structury form sure um so i kind of like came up with this like way of thinking of it like threads and then we would do like a te- it, it was this whole thing i came up with this whole thing but we would there run that like string. it was on a map <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was like a visual like we would do very quick scenes over here this would be the A thread over here. You would mm-hmm. only do A things over here. You'd only do B things in the middle over here. Mm-hmm. You'd only do C things over there. It was like it was inspired by uh, a UCB warm up that Scott Campbell taught me that he learned in class. So yeah. it was inspired by that, but I tailored it to be the Herald in yeah. a very digestible short. So it was like quick A, quick one B, quick one C, sure. no group game, quick two A, quick two uh, B, quick two C, no group game. Uh, 3A, tie in, do a walk-on from a different world. Okay. Uh, 3B, do a walk-on from a different world. Just so they can see, like, literally see threads and yeah. tie them together. Mm-hmm. So I made them do that, like, week after week after week, until they, like, were consistently, like, remembering what their fucking threads were. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm mathematical. That's I don't, I don't know. That's probably annoying to yeah. some people. I would imagine showing up to an improv practice being like, fuck, we're doing this again. We're not just having fun. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you are one of those people, don't be one of those people. <laughs> don't be one of those people. Uh, it's a quote Susan Messing. If you hate it, do it more. Exactly. It's going to make you better. Like I, what? I know. There are very few people involved in sports yeah. That absolutely love doing any kind of a drill. Yeah, right? like, no, like that's exactly. what's going to make it. And it's better. a hard lesson to learn too. I yeah. remember being in improv practices starting out, like and we would do a montage to like just warm up at the beginning of practice and I was like, Ugh, this is fucking stupid. It's a waste of my time. But mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was like and then like I ended up reading about it in um uh, I wanna say it was like a The Bible. Yeah, I wanna say it was the Bible. The <laughs> <laughs> I forget who's maybe it was T J and, and Dave's book one book and i was like oh okay i understand yeah like you do things to get better not because not necessarily because it's like so enjoyable right in the moment yeah yeah like you said with anything you're trying to get really good at yeah i always look at it as uh the or or talk about it as the gym like when you're in an improv class or you're being coached like that's the gym 
When yeah. you're doing a show, that's uh, that's just you feeling good about the work yeah. that you put in. Uh, that's where you should just be like let, cutting loose and just having yeah. a good time. Um, but when you're doing those uh, those drills and everything, that's that's what that that's what that is. Yeah. Um, I'm just imagining how annoying this is to some people. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Because I've had this conversation. We're down to five now. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this conversation with people who do not agree with me. And I'm just like, like, yeah, there's probably a lot of people who think, this is fucking assholes. Like, it's yeah. just improv. And, like, I know that. But also, it's not I can't them. help it. No. I can't help it. I take yeah. everything mm-hmm. seriously. Yeah. Uh, and to the point about uh, Kristen, Kristen Shear, um, who we lost not too long ago uh, to Seattle. To Seattle. Uh, she's, she's alive. alive. Um, oh, my God. Uh, is it Seattle? Yeah. Portland. Portland. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's West Coast. That's all, it's all oh one gosh. big city, right? Portland. Um, Portland. City for her. Um, yeah. So she's in Portland at the Curious, uh, Comedy Theater. She's probably wearing a little hat right now. A, little a beret. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine she's like so cute in Portland. Yeah. Uh, well, she is one of the, she was, she was one of the more traveled yeah. improvisers, instructors in the Philly area. That just um, made me think of an answer to your question earlier. Okay, go ahead. Vancouver International Improv mm. Festival. I was able to go there because Kristen Shear. I went there with Fjord. No, yeah. The show was weird, but it was such a good experience. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Kristen is one of the more traveled people. So she is like a um, uh, a missionary or like an explorer. Um, uh, in, from the Philly area that kind of goes and takes things, but she also brings a lot of things back too. Uh, so for any group that was coached by her, uh, she was always bringing like these exotic spices from different places. Yeah, she, she is, uh, to, to new groups, uh, that she, she went through. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, yeah, it, it also is, that's what I'm saying is it's important to get outside of your general improv bubble. So mm-hmm. if you study at FIT, uh, take a class at uh, UCB or yeah. Magnet or um, uh, The Pit. Uh, Brooklyn Comedy Collective does classes up in up in New York. Take, take classes elsewhere so you, that you can uh, find different words yeah. or exercises. Uh, sometimes you can do the same exercise with a different instructor and they say one thing differently yeah. and you're like, oh... Just like now the I way get they yeah. phrase it or think about it could change everything. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's just something to be said about... Yeah. Like you, Different. Like you had said, you're still learning. I'm still yeah. learning after doing this since 2005 or six at this point. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, For some reason, I thought you were doing it longer. No. I started taking classes. I moved to Chicago in 2005 uh, and started taking classes... I, I don't think I took classes until 2000, the winter of, two, this winter, uh, winter. the winter of, uh, mm-hmm. 2006. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. I just happened to move back to Philly at a really good time. Yeah. Um, where it seemed as if I had been around much longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also did like the groundwork of like reaching right. out to people as it, at a time where I thought I was going to be moving back to Philly as it was like, this may be possible. I might want to know some people. So it kind of worked out that yeah. way. Um, but it was also a weird time in fit history. Yeah. Uh, so very, very well timed move on my part, <laughs> uh, worked out so far. Um, uh, anything that more that you want to say in terms of teaching, uh, or coaching, um, improv, 
No. Okay. <laughs> no. I've said enough. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, I will say, like, it was, I feel like I'm not going to be doing it again for a long time. Because I feel like I have to start kind of at the bottom in Los Angeles. Uh, well, there, there are people that you know out there. Yeah. I don't think I'm really, hey, can I coach you? Oh, as far as, you know what yeah. I mean? Okay. I'll be doing improv. Right. Gotcha. And I'm excited. I'm excited to not be in the teacher role. Yeah. Yeah, I really am. I, I like I said, I'm, I enjoy it to a point, but I'd rather not. I'd rather be the student. Like, I'd sure. rather be just performing and, doing, and it, yeah. doing it. And, yeah. hundred percent. Hundo P. Hundo P. Okay. Uh, then let's talk about uh, screenwriting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sure. You do some of that. I do. Um, so, we, we'll retread this just a little bit. Um, how did you get interested and start started in writing scripts? Yeah. So... I, it kind of, I always knew I wanted to be a writer, um, from a young age in sixth grade, my teacher gave me an excellence in writing award. Mm. And from that moment on, I was like, positive reassurance. This is who I am now. I'm going to be a writer. Can I ask what that was award was for? Some essay I wrote. It was, I don't even remember. Okay. It was just like a class essay. Like, okay. like you're good at writing, Gabriella. <laughs> Thank you. And so I held that close to my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just became like part of me. Mm-hmm. And then I knew I wanted to do comedy. Um, I would watch like, like these shows that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. and be like, how do I do that? That's the job I want. That's yeah. literally what I want. I want that. Um, so, like, naturally, I kind of just put two and two together. Um, like, not only do I want to perform, but I want to, like, make the story of it. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that was, like, a possibility or something real or tangible until um, after exhausting my options at the College of New Jersey and realizing maybe that I should just go for it uh, and try it. I had never written... Uh, a single script when I applied to the writing for film and TV program at UArts, which was really scary. Um, so I wrote a story to get in and I got in and my first script was literally in my screenwriting 101 class and it was pretty cool. That's how I kind of just got into it. I jumped into it and it was, um, never looked back. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and you've gotten some, some recognition for it. A little, a little bit, not like crazy. Um, not quite as high level <laughs> as that, uh, excellence in writing. Award exactly. In sixth exactly. Grade. Nothing will be like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In 2017 was a big year for me. I <laughs> peaked a little bit. I, I was just, my goal for 2016, um, was to apply to everything, like every writing fellowship, <laughs> every contest. Yeah, like I was sure. just like, cause I had a finished pilot at that point. Cause I graduated in May of 2016. Um, and I won my university's top award for the best thesis work, mm-hmm. which was my, my pilot episode, Gab and Kev make it weird. Um, I also won the excellence in writing award there wow. in my major for that pilot. So I was like, okay, I have something. Let me just submit it everywhere. Um, so I ended up being a shortlist finalist for two separate Sundance fellowships, the episodic writing, um, fellowship, mm-hmm. not a fellowship program as a program. Sure. And then the YouTube Sundance new voices lab lab. That's what they were. They were both labs. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so Sundance is, is pretty much my highest 
what I consider my highest achievement because so a lot of people submit to those and very few get all the way to literally like the top, whatever it is, like the final finals. Yeah. Um, that was really exciting and really, um, a really big letdown when I didn't get it. But it also, I loved that failure because I'm yeah. like, I know I was good enough to make it this far that I should just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also a semifinalist that year in the Second City Stickcom contest. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, that was a little something that um, gave me confidence to keep going. So Now, you're going to be moving to uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything... Um, lined up in terms of, or is it also just, uh, I'm going to be applying to yeah. this, that, the other I'm thing? I'm going out there with like a, just the idea of I'm going to, you know, go grind. I have like yeah. some connections that I've made over the years mm-hmm. and, um, I, you know, you can't bank on anything like that, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep putting myself out there, keep writing. Um, you know, that's the one big thing that I learned from, uh, this writer I met out there was just like, you know, the whole time you're trying, you just have to keep writing for yourself. Keep yeah. writing, keep writing, keep writing. So that's kind of just what I'm focusing on is writing. And then I'll get out there and try to just do any old TV job that I can. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you recently premiered, uh, another pilot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pull from my big stack of cards here. Uh, you recently premiered a, another pilot by the name of dopamine. Dopamine. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about Dopamine. Yeah, Dopamine is a project created by myself and Olivia Cram. She also went to the University of the Arts with me. We were in the same class. Um, we back then when we were in school, we had the idea of doing a web series for a class. We even like put together a group of people and got like a approved for independent credits, and it failed fucking miserably. Like failed miserably. It was just a yeah. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Um, there was just too many cooks in the kitchen, but then also not enough cooks mm. in the kitchen. Yeah. And it was weird. Um, but we still wanted to make something. So sure. her and I just decided, let's do a web series. But um, what ended up happening after all of that, because uh, we were going through a lot of different life things and money things, we ended up just deciding to make this one pilot. Because we went through so many iterations of scripts. Yeah. Um, we had to learn like the hard lesson of like, writing around a budget instead of like we wrote this whole version of the of like the series that was like and then we go to this location and this location then they go here and here and then we look at it like to make a production out of it like uh we can't make any of this none of this and i was also learning that uh lesson by working at a production company at the same time so i was like learning more like how it actually gets made right so we had to rewrite so we rewrote the pilot made a little bit longer made it one location and we just wanted to have like something solid, like a solid example of like what we can, what we can do. Yeah. Um, so we filmed it last December and then we finally just premiered, premiered this year after, um, a lot of editing and, uh, yeah, finalizing it. And I think it came out, uh, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty cute. I'm pretty, proud of it. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was pretty good too. Thank you. Uh, I saw it when it premiered a fit. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, is there anywhere that anybody can see that? Is that on the so internet as of, anywhere? As of right now, it's not just open to the public. Sure. We're figuring out what to do with it. Okay. Um, but it it will be available in, in some form. Yeah. Um, 
but you could follow it on Instagram at dopamine the pilot right now and learn about when that will be and where that'll be. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, we're also going to be, you know, doing a second kind of intimate screening of it, um, on Saturday, December 8th. Cool. Like in the middle of the night, if anyone's (laughs) around. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Saturday, December 8th, oh my gosh. uh, that is, uh, that's your, your final shows. Yeah. That's my final, um, my final shows. Uh, so, well, first of all, you're going to be guest playing yeah. in study hall, which yeah. is a, a show I direct. <laughs> um, and, uh, so you can see Gab in that, uh, December 8th, Saturday, December 8th at 7 p.m., uh, it's going to be a really fun show with a couple of different guest lecturers as Michael Udell is out of town uh, for this particular show. Uh, but there's also the actual uh, goodbye show, mm-hmm. uh, farewell Gab show uh, by Tony. By Tony. By Tony. <laughs> Gab by Tony. Yeah. Um, what can people see in that? Yeah, that is going to be like a sample, like an appetizer sample yeah. of... <laughs> Um, some of the teams I've been on, mm-hmm. uh, some of like the, I would, I wouldn't say like, I loved all the teams I was on. There were just some that were maybe last a little bit longer or sure. had a little bit stronger of a bond or right. continuously was able to get back together. Yeah. So, um, it's going to be, I think right now, um, skeletons, etc. Mm-hmm. um, fjord, um, dirty divas, and the premiere of Nitro De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the premiere and possibly final performance. Yeah. If yeah. I had more than an hour, I would do everything I've ever done, especially an hour of Stay Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I was lucky enough to just get to do the Halloween run, so I yeah. felt like I got that in um, pretty well. And yeah, um, you guys should come out. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be hosted by Chris Berg, mm-hmm. who's really good at hosting goodbye shows, I've heard. Yeah. Uh, he cries. He's getting big Brian's bucks for this one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah Big yeah. Brian's bucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. deep, deep cut. Um, <laughs> it's 11 p.m. 11 p.m. It's late, but, like, yeah. come anyway, because it, it will turn into a party after. Yeah. We literally are going to party after, so we'll let you know about that and the whereabouts. Um, and yeah, at the party, at the after party, we're going to be showing dopamine for whoever is partying. Cool. So come. Great. Uh, is there anything that you're in or involved in between now and then? Um, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, this Um, is it. Like that's, that's That's it. it. That's it. And then, uh, like, yeah. You're moving, moving out of Philly this weekend, right? I'm moving out of Philly this weekend. I'm, I'm going to, like, go home to North Jersey mm. for a couple weeks. Yeah. Put in some solid fam time. Sure. Um, train for the customer service job that I am going to be starting in L.A. on January 7th. <laughs> yeah. So I'm training over here for a little bit. And then coming back. Doing so you my, got a job. Yeah. That's it helps really good. A lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that, that is, that's excellent. Yeah. I literally just have to find a place to live now. Yeah. It's like the last thing on my, yeah. Great. Uh, well, let me ask this. This is more of an open question, mm-hmm. but is there, as you kind of head out the, uh, head out the door, is there anything that you would say to 
any um, upcoming students or performers or anything that any kind of bit of advice that you might give? Um, I think there's some stuff that definitely came out of it uh, throughout this this podcast. Yeah. Um, but is there anything that any kind of parting words? Um. Yeah. You know what? I think the most kind of the most valuable things that I've learned doing Philly comedy for the past six years, which is really my first comedy setting. So it's like where this is like my beginning. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, like have, have fun, have tons of fun, make good friends, um, make good comedy partners. Don't, I I just feel like, um, one thing I wish I did maybe is how I would give advice is say what I would wish I, I did was listen to myself a little bit more and um, not just get wrapped up in the fun of, of improv. Um, I feel like with the creativity of this whole world, um, you may be suited more for an individual project or to put something on film or to get it on paper rather than just doing you know a million improv shows that disappear and then you go, okay, crap, it's three years later, what did I create? Yeah. So that is actually the one thing I would say is like improv is fun, improv is beautiful, and improv is great, and it's useful, but um, record something. Like put yeah. it on, like keep it somehow. Mm-hmm. Keep something somehow. Let it influence your other, especially if you want to do this like as a job one day or if you want to, yeah, like be a, a known creative or a filmmaker or whatever it is um i just feel like the sooner you can have a an archive of stuff like that's pretty cool yeah and i wish i did more of that that's yeah i'd say that's advice sure that's advice and also don't give a fuck what other people think yeah that's pretty much the other thing i learned is stop caring what people think and just do you have fun cool yeah. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure these uh, several years. I uh, wish you nothing but uh, the best of luck as you go to Thank Los you. Angeles. Thank you uh, so much. And I'll see you around between now and yeah. the, the 8th for sure. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully soon after that. Yeah, and I'm sure I will be back mm-hmm. and hitting you up. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. Thanks so Thanks, much, Gab. Mike. Thank you.